0: Stop here. Yeah. Yeah. It is Monday, April 5th, here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the Quick Hit Pod number 21 in our Dynasty Prospect Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schiap. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. You can now find 26 Dynasty Rookie Scouting Reports on DraftSharks.com, including today's man, Brevin Jordan. Every single one is free to read, and they will keep coming right up until the NFL draft. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel or any of our podcast feeds. Our focus, as I said today, is on Miami tight end Brevin Jordan. Jared, give me some background
1: on him. Yeah, so Jordan was uh, the number one tight end recruit in the 2018 recruiting class, according to ESPN. Uh, Came to Miami and made an immediate impact as a freshman. 32 catches, 287 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Those marks ranked second on the team in catches. He was third in receiving yards, second in receiving touchdowns. 2019 as a sophomore, he missed three games with a foot injury, but did set new career highs with 35 catches, 495 receiving yards, averaged 14.1 yards per catch. Um, He again finished top three on the team in both catches and receiving yards. This past season, uh, he had some more injury issues. He missed three games with a shoulder injury, but again set new career highs across the board with 38 catches, 576 yards, seven touchdowns, actually tied for the team lead with those seven receiving scores ranked second in both catches and receiving yards. Um, he was named second team, all ACC. Uh, he was a Mackey award semifinalist given to the nation's top tight end. Kyle Pitts ended up winning that award, a pretty strong production profile. I actually compared, uh, Brevin Jordan to Pat Friermuth, the Friar, uh, across the board as far as, um, freshman, sophomore, and junior, Year market share numbers they match up pretty evenly, besides touchdowns where Fryermuth beats Jordan pretty easily. But as far as market share of catches and receiving yards, um, Jordan's right there with Fryermuth.
0: Yeah, pretty impressive production throughout. I mean, starting from a monster final season in high school and then started 11 to 12 games as a true freshman at Miami voted second team All-ACC that year by the coaches, first team All-Conference as a sophomore. He was a Mackey Award finalist that year. You know, the national award stuff obviously speaks to how well Brevin Jordan played and how he was, how he impressed at the national level. Let's switch over to film and see what we think about his ability, what he put on the tape during his career. Jared, what did you see when you watched Brevin Jordan?
1: Kevin, who uh, wrote up Jordan's scouting report for the site, compared jordan to charles clay and i i love that comparison they're they're basically the same exact size both guys six foot three uh, charles clay was 245 heading into the nfl brevin jordan 247 like charles clay was jordan closer to a wide receiver than a tight end i mean he he played 57 percent of his snaps in the slots I mean, He he was he was more of a slot receiver than a tight end at miami he runs routes like a wide receiver the problem is he also blocks like a wide receiver like he Needs a ton of work there. I'm not sure he's ever going to get there just because he is, you know, undersized for a tight end. But again, in the passing game, you know, as as a pass catcher, runs impressive routes, you know, creates plenty of separation. He's good after the catch, uh, 9.3 yards after the catch. Average last year, that was sixth best among all tight ends. He can break tackles. The the one spot he's not good as a receiver is in contested situations, just 11 of 33 on contested chances for his career. And again, you know, that speaks to the fact that he's undersized for a tight end.
0: Like you said, well, let's start with that contested catch rate because that was the last thing you brought up. Combine that with a below average drop rate. I think in addition to size, there's also questions about his hands there which makes me a little wary of somebody who's a receiver so much more than a blocker at tight end. I mean, if, if receiving is your thing, then you're going to have to be a lot better than everybody else at that thing. Speed is definitely the top thing for Brevin Jordan. Um, as you mentioned, he looks good after the catch. 4 4-second, four 40-time puts him inside the top 15% among tight ends. So obviously good speed for the position and faster than a lot of other guys at tight end that match his kind of size athleticism profile. If you look back historically again, I'm concerned that he at least doesn't look like he's ready as a blocker. I don't really know what the ultimate aptitude is on that front. So I think that will hurt his chances of getting on the field early. And especially when you combine that with some questions to his receiving game, I just wonder how long it's going to take Brevin Jordan to find a role for his NFL team. So let's move that now into the fantasy outlook portion and uh, what do you see for Brevin Jordan at the NFL level?
1: You know, he, he is super young. You know, he's not going to turn 21 until during this coming NFL season. So, you know, th- there is some room for growth as a blocker, probably some room for him to just put on some weight and, you know, get stronger, which will help. The, the, these types of guys are always tough because, like, you know, we, we don't score points for blocking. You know, we don't mind at all if our tight ends are out there running routes every time they're on the field. But it's just a question of, you know, one – will his NFL team ask him to block ideally not I mean ideally he you know just is playing that move tight end position and just you know out there running routes you know maybe part of a tandem where you have you know someone like a I don't know Kyle Rudolph who's a better blocker and you know Jordan could just be out there to do stuff in the passing game but if his you know if his team expects him to be a complete tight end I think he might disappoint and that's when you know a guy starts getting pulled off the field and you know that can't score fantasy points if you're not on the field.
0: Yeah. I mean, I really only care about blocking in terms of it helping to get that player on the field. If if you're Evan Ingram and a team's drafting you in round one, I don't care if you ever block anybody. And clearly the Giants didn't care about Evan Ingram's blocking, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a smaller guy, not as fast as Evan Ingram, even though um, he is speedy. So when I look back for comps for Jordan's size and athleticism, I also like the Charles Clay profile. I also came up with players such as Owen Daniels, Bo Scaife. Gerald Everett is a very close comp in terms of size and speed. I think that really all those names kind of set the level of expectation here. I don't think that the ceiling is that high on Brevin Jordan. I'm not saying that I don't like him as a prospect. I just don't yeah. know for fantasy. I don't think he's, I don't think there's enough upside to him to make him anything exciting for Dynasty rookie drafts. I also thought of Hunter Bryant when I was starting to work on Brevin Jordan from last year's tight end class. Hunter Bryant's an inch shorter, uh, not quite as fast as Jordan. Pro Football Focus had him as their top rated tight end in that class. He ended up going undrafted. I think that kind of speaks to the wide variations in how NFL teams are going to evaluate this position. Different teams are going to be looking for different types. They might see different things that they can pull out. So I think that tight end, even probably more so than a lot of other positions, we could see him going round three. We could see him going round five. It's going to be interesting to see what the NFL thinks about the upside to Brevin Jordan.
1: Round three or four is the projection I've seen. You know, that's just a projection. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he drops into the fifth or sixth round again. Undersized, not a good blocker, has some injury issues. I mean, I, I think, I think scheme is going to be important for Jordan for sure. I know uh, someone at PFF pointed out, you know, uh, the Kyle Shanahan, Kubiak, you know, Gary Kubiak or Clint Kubiak now, you know, that type of scheme um, would be good for for someone like Brevin Jordan. We'll see where he lands. I, I like Pat Fryermuth as a prospect coming in better. I, I just think he has... The higher floor, really, just because he's more of an all-around tight end, I think he's going to find it easier to get down the field.
0: Yeah, and if we're looking back to last year, too, for others, I like Harrison Bryant better as a receiving first tight end. I like Adam Troutman better for being more of kind of a total package at tight end, making it easier for him to get on the field. I think that Jordan's going to need a strong landing spot to get inside the first three rounds in rookie draft consideration for me. I have a tough time imagining him climbing any higher than round three, even in like an FFPC tight end premium rookie draft I think more likely going to be like a round four prospect for me for rookie drafting
1: yep that sounds about right to me um I don't expect him to be a difference maker but I mean we know the bar is low at tight end you know he, he could definitely give you some you know lower end tight end one season's
0: Yeah, probably have to be patient for it to get to that level, though. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. Read Kevin's full scouting report on Brevin Jordan with plenty of video clips to show you the kind of things we're talking about. While you're there, check out the 25 other prospect scouting reports that we've already posted. Check back for more right up until the NFL Draft. As I've mentioned, all those scouting reports are free to read. You should lock in your DS Insider access, though, so you can see where these guys land in our dynasty rankings. You can see the rookie rankings when they come out. You can access our 2021 redraft rankings and the dynamic MVP draft board. Those are have been live for a month now, I think. I'm not I'm losing track of how long they've been out there because it's much earlier than any other year. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Draft Sharks. Jared is at Smola DS. I am at Shoff DS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smol and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schaff saying thanks so much for swimming with us.